on, come 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 on, baby, now. A brawl is surely brewing. And begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of And the Winner Is. We are your hosts. I'm Joey. And I'm Jen. And this is a podcast about things that we like. And today we're talking about the B.O.'s. That boy band. The original boy band, right? Yep. That's right. Fab Four. Is that what they're called? The Fab Four. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. There's four of them. That's yes. why. Can you, could you name them right now? There is John Lennon. There's Paul McCartney. There is Ringo Starr. Yep. And then there's like George. Yeah. George. I don't know what George's last name is. Lazenby. Lazenby? No, there's I'm a, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> George Harrison. Oh, yeah. Harrison, because yeah. he wrote one of the songs on my list. Oh, that, oh yeah. Then I for sure know what that song is. Wh- what is it? Here Comes the Sun. No. <laughs> it's not that it's one. It's not? Okay. No. Um... What do I have here? I, I, a special shout out to a, a new website that I just discovered. Song, it's for all you people that like the fact bombs. If you're into music, if you're into fact bombs, you got to go to songfacts.com. We independently both looked at song facts because I, too, use song facts to help me with my list. Are you serious? Yes, because it was the first thing that came up in Google. Oh, wow. That's pretty it cool. It must have been, it's got good SEO. I guess so. Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised with how many cool facts they had about yeah, they the Beatles. Yeah, they were great, great but the facts. Beatles, now I will be the first to admit that I, although I love the Beatles, there are, it is a deep, deep black hole topic. Why? There's just so much to talk about with the Beatles and they have such a, a well, even though their history wasn't long, there is a lot of history with the band and a lot of interesting yeah. stories. So I just feel like that's a black hole that you could explore. Like, I want a documentary series, a docu-series, if you will, on HBO, (laughs) (laughs) all about the Beatles. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I don't know that much about the Beatles. I'm going to be completely honest, considering I I sort of knew all four of them. (laughs) Um, But this was was a challenge for me because I didn't know that they have over 200 songs. Because in my mind, I was like, well, the Beatles were huge – there is no denying that, but I thought they were around for, like, only a few years. So I was thinking they had, like, three albums, like, maybe, like, 45 <laughs> songs or something to choose from. Yeah, and then the I saw 200, and I was like, okay, so I'm just going to go with songs that I've heard. Yeah, quite and prolific. I, yeah, I do have a little bit of experience with the Beatles because I went to uh, the Beatles Love Show in the Cirque du Soleil show in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. So even if you're not a huge Beatles fan, it's so good. So I recommend that. So I, most of my songs are from that, from that show. Yeah, that sounds really, really fun. It was super fun. Yeah, I'd love to go to Cirque du Soleil. Anything, actually. Yeah, yeah. Anything Cirque du Soleil is worth it. Um, do you have a favorite? Uh, did you go through uh, the catalog by album at all? Nope. No? Okay. Well, for those who are curious, because I did, of course. Our older cohort is probably interested that's that may be true yeah my favorite albums in order go sergeant pepper's magical mystery tour let it be and then revolver revolver is your number one is my number four what's your number one sergeant peppers sergeant peppers. i could see why that would be confusing considering we do everything else reverse order. yes yeah. yeah um okay well do you want to start us off joey i would love to <laughs> <laughs> so oh first i want to say um, as I was going through this, I never knew that the Beatles sang Twist and Shout. Oh. 
what? I did not know that was a Beatles song. <laughs> yeah. And I also didn't know with a little help from my friends was a Beatles song. You thought it was the other guy. What other guy? The Wonder Years guy. No, I just, I mean, maybe, maybe I thought that, but I just, I've heard both of those songs like a trillion times and I never knew that the Beatles sang them. Oh my gosh. Twist and wow. Shout, I was shocked. Right? It's, I love how he screams that whole song. You, just, you can <laughs> hear his vocal cords just like dying. Yeah, I also have to, I hope this isn't on your list, but I have to give a shout out to Helter Skelter hmm. because that song is weird as hell. And doesn't sound like them at all, but it's what um, inspired a lot of Charlie Manson's escapades. So he thought that um, he was being spoken to by a higher power through Beatles lyrics. Hmm. And Helter Skelter was kind of what inspired him to call the reckoning Helter Skelter. So fun fact about Charlie Manson and his wicked mind. Creepy. So... My number five is Eleanor Rigby. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have a thing for their sad, lonely songs. Yeah. And this is one of them. Um, I really love the strings. I'm into the strings. I'm so into the strings. This is my number four. It's really, really good. Um, as you know, we went to the same website, so you probably also have this fact that they didn't play any of the strings and they hired hired someone to do that, and so they don't actually play any instruments on that track. Hmm. Um, what else? It's a controversial song because it suggests that you can't be saved by Jesus. And so that struck an angry chord with the Christians. And then that it didn't help that a couple of weeks after the song came out, John Lennon said, we're more popular than Jesus now. Yeah, it's like a one-two punch right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I like this song because it like tells a story. It's just a super sad song because it's about these lonely people and then they there's no happy ending. The priest just ends up burying the old lady he's got dirt all over his hands (laughs) it's so sad it is so sad i do think the sad songs the beatles are at their best when they write melancholy songs yes this is a sad song it's also like at that time it feels like all the other songs are about teenage love yeah and this one's about like old lonely people yes it is about old lonely people (laughs) it's a different vibe but i i have to say just my life vibe in general i really like like melancholy sad songs Mm, yeah just generally speaking that's why the emo phase was such an uplifting time for me because it just felt so good um okay here's my fun fact so that was your number this is your number four that was my yeah this is my number four uh or it was a she was originally named daisy hawkins Ugh. Eleanor Rigby that was named Daisy Hawkins. That doesn't roll off. And the Father tongue. McKenzie was named Father McCartney. Mm. But he thought that people would confuse Father McCartney with it. They would think the song would be about his dad. Yeah. And it wasn't. So he opened up a telephone book. And he's like, ah, oh, McKenzie. McKenzie's pretty close. So <laughs> that works. And then for Daisy Hawkins, this one's really not that interesting, but um, there was an actress named Eleanor that they had worked with. In one of their movies. So that, that's where the uh, Eleanor comes from. And then Rigby is the name of a liquor store. Yeah, that he saw in like <laughs> some random town. Yeah. Yeah. Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> Look at all the lovely Up the rice in the ch- 
church where a wedding has been. It's in a dream. Yeah, it's so good. The strings are so good. It's so good. Can we say that one more time? It's so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number five. See, actually, my top four came to me extremely quickly. I know they're, they're, they include some stereotypical choices, like Eleanor Rigby. Uh, but the number five is where it starts to get really tough for me. Mm. So I had my my list for number f- my one through four, super easy. Number five, I had like ten options. <laughs> um, I settled on Come Together. Oh, classic choice. Thank you, thank you. This won a Grammy for the Best Engineered Recording when it came mm. out. Um but the this song is just so driving, and I really, really love the drum parts. I think like everybody. And as a drummer, when I was younger, the song was just, it was the coolest song. Cause just because it was t- like all toms. Mm. You know, most drums are just a backbeat. Boom, clap, boom, clap. And what's the sound of a tom? Dung, 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 dung. Oh, sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, come together. It's just so driving. And when you get to the chorus with the halftime, it's just, it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. The lyrics are just all over the place. Super weird. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Come together. Right now. Over me. There's a line, Ono sideboard. Like that Ono sideboard. That's about Yoko. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal with her? Is she a friend or a foe? She's a f- well. She's a foe to. She's a foe. To who? <laughs> to all but John. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know much. As I as I mentioned, I don't know much about about the Beatles, but I do know that Yoko is evil. Oh, she's just. She is evil. <laughs> she's is Yoko just, still around? I think she might be. How many of the Beatles are still around? Paul? Oh, I'm not the right person to answer okay. that question. That's fine. Someone will tell us. <laughs> I'm sure. But Paul is, isn't he? Paul McCartney? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think all three are, but I... I, I don't think don't so. I bet it's just Paul and one other guy. I have no idea. I Ringo. Don't know. I'm pretty sure Ringo's kicking it. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so... um you made an interesting point where you said Eleanor Rigby is a like a expected choice, and I will say I don't know if I don't know enough about the Beatles to know if my choices are really uh, expected or oh, sure. stereotypical. Yeah. I think is what you said. Uh, so let me know Let's if I have any deep cuts or anything. Okay, yeah, that's I fine. assume I do not. Okay, because I mostly went with songs that. I either knew or I had I I recognized the title, but I will say my number one and my number four came to me immediately. The uh, they released an album in like two thousand called One, and it's all of their number one hits, and it's oh. got like twenty seven tracks on it. Wow! So even though I say stereotypical, when you've got twenty seven number one hits to pick from. I mean, there's a good chance that I guess a few of these are going to be quote unquote stereotypical, yes. you know, as a number one hit. Yeah. So moving on to my number four, yeah. I said this one came to me right away. This was actually the first song, I, thong, first song I thought of, <laughs> first song that I thought of putting together my list, which is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm. And I, when I went to the Beatles Love Show, 
this song i had never i don't think i'd ever heard it until this moment but there was like one of the performers was like on a swing and there was something about it that was like so whimsical and the whole song is so imaginative and whimsical it's either about i don't know what it's about but it feels like it's either about doing drugs or like childlike wonder it's like one of those two things and i'm not sure which it is <laughs> but i just loved it and it just like it feels like such a colorful song it does it is a colorful song yeah, that's a good good descriptor. And like Colorful. reminds me of like across the universe, like someone like flying through outer space or something. I always with think like, of space. With like a rainbow trail <laughs> following them. Yeah, or like something. like a, some type of mix of cartoon animation in space or something. Yes, yeah. It's like Sailor Moon <laughs> or something. Like I don't know. But this is my only like non sad song. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Now you know that the acronym for Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is L S D. Oh, maybe so. It could be about doing drugs then. So it could be. Indeed. We should... I didn't look that up. Oh, yeah. My last point was it's got a flower child carefree vibe that I like. Totally. So I'm getting major... Yeah. Major carefree LSD. I I did not know that. Thank you for pointing that out. classic done end of end of lucy with in the sky all right my number three is hey jude paul mccartney wrote this originally as hey jewels which was a song meant to cover um to comfort john lennon's five-year-old son julian because his parents were getting a divorce um not yoko uh no i guess not so he changed it to jude uh, because he was inspired by the character Judd or Jude in the uh, musical Oklahoma. Oh, so what a what a complex what a tapestry! What a, exactly, yeah. I guess uh, he's a big fan of musicals. I guess so. Paul is, um, but Julian Jules, aka Jude, didn't find out that the song was about him until he was a teenager. At that point is when he started reconnecting with his dad. So this is also, here's another fun fact, the Beatles' longest single at 7 minutes and 11 seconds. And at the time, it was the longest single ever released. It is long. It I is. That's why it didn't make my list, because I, I feel it's a bit overrated, and I'm probably going to get some hate for that. But I just, I couldn't get through, like, more than 30 seconds of it. I was like, more boring. More than 30 seconds of it? Yeah. What about... The end. The end is such a huge payoff. I don't know what happens at the end because I didn't make it that far. I got 30 seconds in and was like, next. No, but you know the end right now. Like, you can imagine the end right now. No, I can't. The na, na, na. Okay, we're going to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, sure. <laughs> okay. Not as good as, That's... like, we are the champions or something, but. I, but I would put it in that vein. Mm. It's in that same category. Is it what do of, you of what greats. is it that you like about Hey Jude? Um Hey Jude is so the the some of the best elements of music are the build up and the release of tension. Mhm. And so really amazing pieces of music work kind of like a great novel or a great story where things climax. And mm-hmm. Hey Jude is like in that category of penultimate songs that 
nail that climax feeling where it just slowly builds over time, over the course of these seven minutes, until it's just gargantuan. And everybody's singing na 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 na, <laughs> and he's just screaming choo choo choo. It's just it's it just escalates. All right, I'll have to give it another chance then. Okay. As I said, I'm no expert, so (laughs) you can scream at me all you want and it won't face me. Um, My number three is Yesterday because I like deeply sad songs and this is a deeply sad song. This is an amazing song. Enough said. That is my number three. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly Feels it's a heavy, makes me feel heavy Yeah, that's an incredible song Yeah, it's very good Yeah, that one can make you cry Uh, Okay, my number two is Let It Be Oh, what a classic. It's not on my list. That's not on your list? No. Okay, see, I'm the one with the stereotypical options here. No, I'm... Yesterday has to be... Oh, yesterday is yeah, yeah, in that category, for sure. Uh, yeah, and Eleanor Rigby, you said, is pretty stereotypical, so... <laughs> Lucy is just a anomaly, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, let it be. Fun facts. This Fun facts abound, because the Beatles speak for themselves. I don't need to go... I don't need to wax poetically about why they're <laughs> awesome. Um, but let it be is uh came to Paul after he had a dream about his mother during a tense period with the Beatles while they were writing uh the white album and she came into his she came to him in this dream and said everything's going to be all right let it be is she dead and she's she had died from oh. cancer oh yeah when he was a teenager yeah i learned about that on the facts website <laughs> <laughs> um so i really like let it be because of its simplicity combined with the powerful uh, lyrics and this song inspired a lot of um other songs that i also really really love like uh look what you've done by jet or cancer by my chemical romance hmm. those are some of my favorite songs of all time and, and they were inspired by this in I a way don't, yeah i don't think they've said so directly but they are clearly inspired by oh, Let it because okay. they work they've got the same exact flow same vibe yeah i'm always so impressed that you know you can, like, point that out. There are times we're, like, listening to music and Joey will be like, oh, this is the same chord progression as, like, some random, like, Disney song. And I'm like, what? And then he'll, like, sing over the top and I'll be like, yeah, okay, like, I can see it. But I never in a trillion years would have made that connection ever. It's, it's just, like, a different way that the mind works. It is a different kind of way. And hold on. I would just want to tie that back to the Beatles now. Yeah. Because I thank you. I really appreciate it. That's nice to hear. You're welcome. Um, you know, a lot of people describe the Beatles as so simple. Like, it's just four chords. Look, know what you can do with four chords. And when you think about the chords, like me calling out these other songs being inspired by the Beatles, those are just kind of tool sets. But when you're measuring artwork, 
like music, the tools don't really matter in the end. Those chord progressions don't necessarily matter. All that matters really is emotion and the way that it makes you feel. And obviously the Beatles know how to write a song that makes you feel a certain way. And I think that's part of why they're so successful. Oh, they're so good. Okay. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my so you were right about my number two. Okay. It was written by the George Harrison. Yes. The fourth Beatle. Here Comes the Sun. And I was hoping that there would be like a lot of meaning to this song of like a war has just ended and now the sun rises yeah because i'm thinking about this like quarantine coronavirus pandemic that we're currently living through and i feel like here comes the sun is a song that we just all need right now yes agreed because it's positive and it's happy and it tells you that better days are coming unfortunately it truly is just about winter lasting too long and George wasn't into winter in the UK. He didn't like winter. And so he was in like Eric Clapton's garden or something. And he, it was like a sunny day. And he wrote this song. Um, but I like to think that this song can apply to our current situation and the way that we're living our life now. And we can say that the sun will rise again and we will be able to go outside. You know what? I always thought that it was kind of about that, too, because of, of the Vietnam War. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be something like that, but nope. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason that I like that song, um, I don't know. It just, like, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. It's definitely a feel-good song. It also song. makes me feel calm. So I guess it, I was wrong. It's I, peaceful. Yeah, it's a peaceful song. It's it's not sad, but it just, it, yeah, it makes me feel more at peace. It's But it is slower. Yeah. It's not like a hardcore jam. <laughs> All right, my number one and my winner is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tell me why. Tell me all about Sgt. Pep's. Okay, yeah, so many great things to say about this song. I'm going to start with the facts first, a little history. So Paul McCartney has this idea of an alter ego group, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, um, which kind of gave them the freedom to experiment with a ton of different new Mm -hmm. sounds. And just to quickly harken back to the My Chemical Romance thing, you might notice that on the album uh, for the Black Parade, they're wearing essentially the black outfits of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Interesting. Yep. Because they would... You just would never think that MCR would be inspired by the Beatles. Totally. Yeah. But, yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Which was their alter ego as well. So they were super inspired by this by this record. Mm, that's cool. And this was one of the very first concept records. So before this, there weren't really concept records. It was just kind of like, 
especially with the Beatles, it was uh, pop songs, all short pop songs that kind of worked as a whole, but they were really just their own thing. This was meant to be one cohesive body of work based on some type of concept. Hmm. Um, now, when they went to go record it, they didn't have any thought because they weren't really playing live at this time because they, they fell out of love with playing uh, playing live. So they didn't have any uh, intent, really, to be playing these songs in concert. And that really excites me because that gave them complete freedom to create whatever they wanted. They didn't, mm. they didn't set deadlines for themselves. They treated the studio like an instrument. And when I think of um, producing music, because I like to produce music, I feel like there's two types of producers. There's the one type of producer that wants to recreate the, like, the real sound. What did it sound like in a live environment? And then there's other producers that are that want to just make the best song that they can, like no matter what, if that means doing, having 20 guitars going, well, that's what it takes. And Mm -hmm. I fall into that category. So to hear that that's the technique that they used on this record, is really inspiring to me. I'm I'm super jazzed about it. You're like the fifth Beatle, (laughs) Joey star. Oh, you can't be Joey star. You know what? Actually, it's funny that you say that because they called their producer. A lot of people call the, the producer, George Martin, the fifth Beatle. Oh, really? Yeah, because he did all the records. That's fun. Um, So this album was the most heavily produced. It took him 129 days and 700 hours to complete. By comparison, the first record took 10. 10 hours? 10 hours to complete. That's a short amount of time. That is a short amount of time. That's (laughs) like, go in there, record the song, do a few takes of each song, you're done. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. Uh, It also won... uh, the Grammy album of the year. It was the first rock album to win the the album of the year. When? 1960. Uh, what would this have been? Sgt. Pepper's? It's probably around 1969. Okay. Oh, actually, no. It's probably a little before then. 67? I don't know. Okay. You don't need to know either. Um, so, yeah. I just love the costumes. Um, I love the way this first track on this album introduces us to the album. Like, they explain what's about to happen, what you're about to hear. Oh, that's nice. I really like that. I just think it's extremely musically creative with the combination of the rock sounds combined with the the fanfare and the band and all the instruments. Um, the first 10 seconds of the song include one of my favorite sounds, period, on earth. <laughs> and that is the sound of an orchestra warming up. Oh, yeah. There's this anticipation when you go to a theater and you can hear the pit orchestra preparing like everybody's tuning doing their own set of tuning playing little licks to themselves i just i love that anticipation of such energy there's such energy of like i'm about to have an amazing experience and you get you get just a taste of that with the first 10 seconds of the song that's cool lastly it just flows so well into the next song uh a little with a little help from my friends Mm. they just flow so well together and that's also years (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Well, my number one and my winner. Do you want? Do you have any guesses? Um, can I get can I get a couple of guesses? Sure. 
Okay, let me think here. Uh, Twist and Shout. No. Yellow Submarine. No. Hmm. Obladi? No. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I want to hold your hand. No. No, I don't know. It is Blackbird. Oh, Blackbird. Oh, wow. You're a George Harrison fan. Oh, did he write this song too? Pretty sure. I am into George. (laughs) Into the Harrison. I guess. I don't know. Um, But I really like this song because it's melancholy, Mm -hmm. but beautiful. Um, It's very calming. It feels very meditative and super peaceful. I So typically the way that I judge if I like something or not is if I get chills at some point when I'm listening to it. And I I get that with Blackbird. Mm. And so I looked up. I'm like, what is Blackbird? What is it? What is this about? Because, you know, I... I don't know why I looked this up, but I didn't look up the LSD song. But I looked this one up, and it's about civil rights struggles in the United States. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But it was meant to be a song of hope. Okay. Um, which is interesting. Yeah, I didn't know Because I wouldn't have guessed that. No. Um, but I also like it because there's a bird chirping in it. So how authentic <laughs> is that? Um, <laughs> and if you want to listen to an amazing cover of Blackbird, listen to... Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, her version of it from Across the Universe is like holy effing S. Hold on. Is she in Across the Universe? Yeah. She's in it. What? Yeah. And she, her voice is unbelievable. Oh my gosh. I can't Yeah. You have to listen to it. It's so good. So uh, Blackbird is my number one. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes And learn to see Is the, is the bird a little too on the nose for you? Now no. that I know that it's about civil rights struggles in the U.S.? No, just like when you hear a sound effect in a song. When oh, talking. oh, I see. I thought you meant the black bird part. Oh, like no. It's about <laughs> no, I mean rights. the actual black bird. Oh, well, it, it takes me out of the moment a Does little bit. And it kind of made me giggle. But I was like, you know what? That's what I need right now. <laughs> so it is, it is very much on the nose. And so yeah. you kind of get to that part and you're like a little bit of an eye roll. But yeah. you're like... It works. It works. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay with how this. dumb. <laughs> okay. A couple of quick questions. Yes. Best vocalist in the band. Oh, Joey. I don't know the difference between their voices. Okay. Who sings Blackbird? Uh, I think that's Paul. Then Paul. Paul. Yeah, I'm going to say Paul. Best songwriter? Probably John Lennon. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe it's George Harrison. I'm you. into George, but... I I like Paul's um I felt like every song I was looking up on that fact website mm-hmm. like came to him in a dream or he's got like a really interesting story about how he came up with the idea for the song. Yeah. And I always feel like John, everything I read about him was like that he did it all himself and that like <laughs> Paul just kind of like helped out at the end. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't really like him. I don't know anything about John Lennon, but he bugs me. <laughs> but I think he's probably a really good songwriter. Is is he a polarizing figure for people? John Lennon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, I would agree. I <laughs> I'm just not really I don't think I'd be tight with him. 
<laughs> Mine, I think I would say Paul as well oh, for the better song. Yeah, I mean, he's he's good, but I think but I'm... that's tough. If you had asked me like two years ago, I probably would have said Lennon. This kind of changes. Yeah, I don't know. Probably George, I guess, is my final answer. Okay, I've got I've got worst Beatle listed here, but we can just skip that. That's mean. Worst Beatle, worst probably Beatle. probably Ringo. Yeah, we know who it is, but we won't. <laughs> Wait, is he really the worst Beatle? Do you think? But like, how? In what way? He's just the worst Beatle. <laughs> but how? Oh, I, do I have to poop on a beetle? Is he okay, just I'm like is he like Howie from the Backstreet Boys? Just like kind of irrelevant and in the background? I I think so. Okay, then I you don't so. have to say anything else. Yeah. Everyone knows what we mean. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> um best look. Who's got the best look at oh. of, and of any time period too, if you've got like a you know, a specific time period that you're thinking. Well, the photo, so I have a, a quiz up called Which Beatles Song Are You, which I will be taking eventually. Okay. And they're all listed here. I've got, if you want to look at their record covers, you they're can They're all wearing black turtlenecks, which is ridiculous. Oh, who's this guy down here? I'm into that guy. Down lower right. Oh, that's Ringo. Oh, oh, wait, lower right? Yeah. That's George Harrison. Yes, me and George Harrison are tight. <laughs> I am into George Harrison. Okay, so, so Jen's favorite look is Let It Be era. George Harrison. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, with the with the stash and kind of the long Wait, does he have a stash? He does have a stash, yeah. Where? It's kind of flowy hair. Oh yeah, he does. I don't know. He's got like a nice smile. Like there. leads perfectly into the seventies. Yeah, no. And John Lennon is I don't like I don't know. My like favorite his look. is John Lennon, late John Lennon. <laughs> his look is like a little Gandhi. Which is fine. It totally it's probably is. what he's going for. Yeah, they took a trip to India and they were <laughs> extremely inspired. Oh my gosh, I feel like this is weird. I do, I truly do not know anything <laughs> about the Beatles, but I feel like I've had like four correct statements tonight. Right, that's yeah. why we need the docu series. Yes, I this need... probably exists. I'm sure there yeah. already are like 20 docu series. Yeah. What else do you got? That's it. Is that's that all. It? That's it. Okay, should we recap? Yeah, let's recap. Okay, my number five is Eleanor Rigby. My number four is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. My number three is Yesterday. Number two is Here Comes the Sun. And my winner is Blackbird by my new boyfriend, George Harrison. (laughs) My number five is Come Together. Number four, Eleanor Rigby. Number three, Hey Jude. Number two, Let It Be. And my winner is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> <laughs> Little Andy Bernard at the end there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So who is your favorite Beatle quiz? Okay. I'm, now that I learned so much about George Harrison throughout the course of the episode, yeah. it, it's George. Okay, yeah. And in this picture, he's winking, and it's very charming. Mm. Next. Which Beatles... Oh, if you were a meal, what would you be? What are our options? A family-style dinner to share with everyone. I hate sharing, so that's not it. Sure. A quiet meal for two in a romantic restaurant? Maybe. A popular dish everyone loves? Pasta, which was invented by the Chinese, not the Italians. Rose water and bamboo shoots with a shot of wheatgrass. Good God. Probably a quiet meal for two in a romantic restaurant. Absolutely. I knew it was not going to be pasta. Especially during the quarantine. Pasta's like every other meal. God, I hate it. <laughs> um, how do you unwind after a long day? Netflix, a long conversation with a friend, meditation, cuddling, or going a walk through my neighborhood? Well, lately, it's been going for a walk through my neighborhood. So I'm going to say that. Cool. Sorry, I just got an email. <laughs> uh, pick an instrument. There are some maracas. There's this weird thing. I don't know what that is. A mandolin or something. Some keys, an accordion, a guitar, 
a Gortar, or all of the above. I'm going to say the Moroccos, because why not? What is that thing? Oh, I don't know. It went by two. A coworker takes credit for your work. What do you do? Oh, I, I definitely tell them. Wait, that's not even an option. Tell them what? I, I confront them. Oh, you confront them. Is yeah. confronting them is not an option? Confronting is not an option. Applaud them for acknowledging the great work I did? No. What? I vent about it, stew about it in silence, or let it go. What do I do? You talk to them, so choose the praise. <sighs> okay. Which Beatles song? Are, oh, I keep saying that. Pick your poison. Chicken soup, chocolate, Facebook, tea, wine, or whiskey? Tea. <laughs> it's not really poison. Which Beatles style do you prefer? Oh, man. Matching tops and matching suits is not it. Sergeant Pepper mustaches and colorful outfits, long hair, beards, and comfy clothes. That one. Quarantine outfit. All you need is love, recognition, friends, memory, success, or peace. I'll say peace. You know what? There should be a term for... Um, now, this is coming from somebody who's really into fashion. Like a fashion style that describes the quarantine style. Like quarantine flow. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you hear... Let me just call say this now. If you start hearing that in the lexicon, that quarantine flow, though, you know you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, last... I, this might be the last question. The world is ending in two days. What do you do? Grab my boo and spend time cuddling and professing our love for one another. That seems like a, a Yoko John situation, maybe. Yeah. Probably not going to pick that. Grab my friends and have a party. Meditate on the inevitable and be at peace with it all. Hit up a karaoke bar. Ugh. <laughs> it's either my friends or meditate. I'd probably just rather be alone, honestly. Okay. Calculating my result. Get result. Wait. Nothing came up. <laughs> I don't get a song. You're all their songs. Oh my god, I Should I try it again? Yeah. Oh wait, I have to say how old I am. It's very weird. I'm female. I'm under 34. Uh okay, my Beatles song is something. Hold on. There's so many pop-ups. God, this website is terrible. You often feel a bitter on a bitter. You often feel a bit. <laughs> you often feel a bit underappreciated for all the hard work you do, but there are those who you know well and realize how special and brilliant you truly are. That does not resonate with me at all. They're wrong. I am not underappreciated, and I am always acknowledged for all of the work that I do. So this wow. quiz is bullshit, and I hate it. Well, if you want to have a, a good time, you should watch the Chuck Berry and John Lennon performing together with Yoko Ono in the background video. Just search Chuck Berry and John Lennon. And it'll come up? Oh, it'll be the first hit. And in this video, you will get to see Yoko's antics. Spoiler alert. She comes up to the mic and just screams. She just starts screaming into the mic while they're performing one of Chuck Berry's songs. And he looks at her like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> Why are you screaming? And then the producers just cut her mic when she tries to do it again. Thank God. Well, if you want to have a bad time, you can watch the new movie Yesterday, which is inspired by the Beatles. Because, man, it is, it, it is boring. <laughs> but it's charming. It's boring 
as heck. I had to quit watching it. I don't even know how it ends. It's charming. If you like the Beatles, you'll find it charming. Okay. But I won't disagree. <laughs> We're done. Grace Scott!